is up, everyone? And some of you might be thinking, wait, is this the right podcast? Yes, this is the I Love You Man podcast. And I welcome wasn't sure back. how long that was going to go for. <laughs> you, I was hanging on. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to hit him with the chorus one time. <laughs> but uh, the reason we did play that song, because we actually have the guy that made that song and wrote it, Connor Moriarty. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? Doing good. That angelic voice is all natural. Uh, no modifications. I was going to say. Not one ounce of auto-tune. Just, I know you were thinking that already as you're listening to this, so we had to get that off the table right off the bat. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay, good. You, That's cleared. I mean, you brought up auto-tune. How do you feel about auto-tune? I feel like a lot of people don't know, but I think every professional artist uses it. Yeah, when you compare it to uh, the harsh reality, I was watching a documentary about the Eagles, which yeah. is my all-time favorite classic rock band for sure um but shouts i was listening nick malone. huh shouts out to nick malone dude number one fan <laughs> yeah nick malone if you're out there <laughs> this one's for you dog um he loves the eagles so um anyway i was i was listening to some of the guys from the eagles but also steven tyler from aerosmith share a similar sentiment which was back in those days you just nailed it like yeah. you had you got it down and like you just nailed whatever it was you had to record and yeah. you got it perfectly um, and we have the luxury of not having to do that now. Yeah. And so whether or not you can, I mean, you could listen to somebody like Ariana Grande. She's got the capability to fully just blow every recording out, but everybody's going to use it because it's just easier. Yeah. You know? I mean, legally, I think T-Pain should be the only one that should be allowed to use it. I mean, it goes but, without saying. Okay. Yeah. Have 100%. you heard him sing without it, though? He's actually it's, great. He's, a kind of <laughs> he's actually really good. <laughs> I think everyone was kind of caught off guard, surprised, but also like, oh, dang it. Yeah. He can dang do it, it without auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> what the heck? No, I just, I've heard different artists be like, every artist uses it, but you can tell when it's used badly or used well. Because when it's bad, it's supposed to sound like T-Pain. Like when, oh, okay. Eh. Yeah. Like when their voice yeah, is just... Yeah. Um, before we get too off topic, though, we got to stick with the traditional quesadilla gorilla question of the episode. Typically, well, actually, first... My name's Connor, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, did we skip that? I, I did, oh, no, you no, said yeah, it. He said it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was like, I don't even know if my name's on. <laughs> we go the whole episode without saying it. <laughs> yeah. Who the heck um, is this guy? Right by Fresno High, off of Echo and Weldon. Pay them a visit if you're in Fresno. If you're in Visalia, we should really get those streets down at Visalia. But these are the two locations. Come by, mention our podcast, 10% off. We love those guys. We love their quesadillas. Take advantage. It's a discount. Yeah, heck yeah. Traditionally, Preston and I come with the question. We spring it upon our guests, and they have to just think of something on the seat of their pants. This time, we figured we're going to let our guests decide to ask the question, and we're just going to go with it. So what do you got for us? Uh, what was your favorite uh, movie to get at Blockbuster? Oh. <laughs> He's going to start crying. He misses Blockbuster. Dude, <laughs> I literally brought a Blockbuster in a text the other day. Yeah, no, he definitely did. <laughs> I feel like I didn't respond. I probably left him on red. You yeah. did, bro. It's whatever. <laughs> It went too deep in the feels. He's just like, exactly. I, can't, I can't do it. Can't Drake talk about it. started playing. Uh, there was a time when I was younger where I always rented uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Just if they had it and there wasn't a new movie. I mean, I was like probably seven or eight, but dude, I always rented that. Go with what you know every time. And it's crazy to think about like you could rent like a two night or like four, there's oh, like different plans. Like, yeah. How like, many how times are you going to watch this? Am I going to listen? Like not listen. I'm going to watch it multiple nights in a row. I'm like, just going to watch it one night. Like, am I going to cry only tonight? It was a different time. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I really don't have any recollection of my time at Blockbuster. No. It's kind of sad. Is that why you didn't respond to me? Dude? You don't I think that's it. what it was. <laughs> Maybe I got in a late. <laughs> and I never felt like remembered because I just feel like if we wanted the movie, like we had it, or we just had to work with what you got. Yeah, 
Okay. You kind of had to work with the library you already had because we're not going to go pay the rental fees because we know that we're going to forget to return it and yep. then it's yeah. going to pile up. That's kind of sad. Look, go ahead, go, Connor. I'm going to think of something because I don't want to let. <laughs> oh, I just I I more or less think of the videos that I always saw that I couldn't get. I think that, okay, so maybe that's going to be similar for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I think I always saw. Um, it would either be some like random take on a, a. I can see the picture mentally of what was on the cover of the, which I won't describe. Yeah. But uh, it was some like some dark magic movie um, that was way over my head at the time. That's what my parents would tell me. Like if I couldn't see something, they're like, "Ah, it's over your head." Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was the qualifier. I was like, "Oh, okay." So someday it won't be over my head. Um, but I I really loved just the the culture, just the gen- like just thinking about the culture of blockbuster and like. Well, if you think about it, you had to like walk around and guess what the movie was about based on the, the cover, almost yeah. like the cover of a book. But you're like, hmm. I remember I had to walk like down the adult aisles when I was a kid and like just wonder. And I remember like, dude, where's my car? Came out. Like, yeah, hmm. yeah. I wonder, but then I watched it and it's two guys looking for their car. Yeah. Lo and, <laughs> like, lo and wow, behold. Okay. So that's what it's about. But or the whole, um, what I always take from that was you paid for it on one side, but you cannot pick it up until you pass that scanner and then yeah. got to the other they side of the counter up. on your way out. <laughs> yeah. It was this real like lucrative experience. Yeah. yeah. And they got real particular about it. I can think back to like, uh, there was a guy and I'll, I'll actually, I remember him very well. He had a ponytail. He was such a cool dude. His oh, name was, Pop- his name was Pablo. Sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I mean, Shouts he was, out. shout out to Pablo, uh, he worked at uh, one of the blockbusters in the neighborhood, but um, he loved my dad, because my dad's a film guru, like just, you know, one of the very useless traits that runs in my family is our ability to I quote movies, it. like just... Not useless, uh-uh. Just, Not I mean, see it one time, and I can just pull back, and I can't apply that same <laughs> <laughs> ability anything to anything else, <laughs> but dude, hey, can I quote... Muppets Christmas for you, like beginning to end, a hundred percent. Love it. <laughs> right out the Love script. One hundred percent, I can. But anyway, he like whenever my dad would come in, he'd be like, "Oh no way, what's up, Jim?" And just like <laughs> get all stoked, get into this character. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, dude, it was great. I miss blockbuster. I, I miss only have times. that for Wedding Crashers. No other movie can I really quote no problem at all i'll go except with you for wedding. i know you will and i don't because you're gonna outdo me and then my self-esteem is gonna be screwed for the rest of the episode no, we so we're not doing this not at all but for blockbuster i think um there was a series of like kids movies where the main character's name was ernest ernest scared stupid yes yeah, where yeah, there's yeah. just a million of them i always remember seeing those hey, him on the cover though. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> every single Everyone. cover that's what he looked like it was his permanent face <laughs> Yeah, I miss those days very much. If we don't, if we don't move on quickly, I think we're gonna start crying. So I love you, Blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> it was real. It was fun. It was really fun. I yeah. mean, I think this one's gonna be called "I Love You Music," unless you'd prefer something else. "I Love You Music's great. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Now, what I'm curious of, and we kind of talked about it before the show. At what point in your life do you realize? And I was thinking about this driving the other day. How do you realize that you're a good singer? Because your parents are always gonna be like, "Oh my God, you're amazing in anything that you do." Sure. Whether it's sports. And I can't think of anything else for whatever reason. Yeah. Painting. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got You're two. You're a great artist. Um, there's going to be bias in your household. How do you realize, okay, hey, I'm kind of good enough to not really, I'm going to be in a big old chorus where my voice is masked. So I can do this on my own. Yeah. And maybe I could get paid for this. Um, well, I guess for starters, my my family is, is pretty musical. And they're also like, so to the, your point, I 100% agree with that point. And which is why even despite my parents being very objective and like some of my harshest critics in yeah. the best of ways, you still want to look outside of that nonetheless, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, but I, I think I was just fortunate to be around really, really uh, like better, <laughs> better musicians, better people. 
um, better songwriters um, at a very early age. So it was I was just surrounded by people that were giving me feedback all yeah. the time. Um, so I, I think it was probably I was pretty young. Like I mean, I have memories dating back to like. Being, I mean, my memory dates back officially to October third, nineteen ninety six. Oh dang! Like, and not a day like. And before. you remember that moment? It was the day you my brother. Describe was, it was the day my brother was born. Oh, ah. I was at the Chappie Zoo. I remember the whole thing. Anyway, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be your birthday, and I was like, is he going to describe the birthing process right <laughs> yeah. now? Like, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, do podcast. we want to hear this? <laughs> um, no, but uh, anyway, I just uh, was around people that were. Um, always giving input or, you know, we're saying, Hey, you should do this or you should do that. Um, and you kind of like, as you just get older, you start to kind of filter it out. Even now, like if you, somebody will tell me like, you're a good singer, you're good at this or that. Like I, I appreciate it for sure, but it's not going into my, to my ego whatsoever. Certain things will, will feed my ego, but that's at not that really point. One that's not yeah. one of them. Um, yeah, any longer pre puberty. You could sing. Oh yeah. Did and puberty it was much scare you at all. Uh, yeah, it did for sure. Did you think it was going to go? Um, I didn't know. I was I I because uh, I definitely one of the parts of my voice is that my my higher register, so my like my head voice and my mix and my uh, are are astronomically higher than any other part of my my range. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of like what I would always get, like when I would sing in church or when I would sing for whatever it was um, accompanying somebody. Is they always had me singing like these really like basically these the female part of whatever song it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when puberty started coming along and you know, it's good night, dad. And then the next morning it's morning, dad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get yeah, out of my room, scary. dad. Yeah. yeah. Get out of my room, dad. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing it. I don't understand. <laughs> I need time in front of the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Is it, has it always been just singing or did you grow up playing an instrument or did you ever like get enrolled in piano lessons and hated it? And, um, no, it was, um, the first time I played guitar, my, uh, my childhood best friend, Zach, his, his brother, Kevin was always, um, very, very musically inclined. And he actually gave me, it was just, it was an old like Fender, like probably like a $50 acoustic guitar. Yeah. Right. Um, but he gave me that guitar and I don't remember what the circumstance was surrounding it or why he did. But, um, when I took it home, I mean, I just locked myself in in my room forever yeah figuring it out and like originally all i was doing was i was just like picking out the melodies to the actual songs so i was just yeah. playing note by note yeah. and then you slowly start smoke to get on them. the water exactly mm. dude 100 <laughs> percent um and so yeah i that was my kind of my introduction to, to musical instruments i guess um i did play drums from a very young age that was actually the first thing i the gotcha. first uh, instrument i ever played and it's definitely probably my most natural inclination um i just didn't develop it to the to the degree I probably should have. Gotcha. Um, but there's time. <laughs> I feel there's like time. anyone that plays piano or guitar, like at the point to where you're not like a concert pianist or a maybe a studio musician, right? You taught yourself. Yeah, pretty much. I, it's more common than not. I feel like where, and especially in this day and age with everything accessible on YouTube, mm-hmm. there's YouTube. so many tutorial videos. Yeah, yeah, changes changes people's lives, man. Can you spot like a difference between someone who really is self taught or um, they're uh, usually had... way more free, like, okay. As far, as far as creatively, um, and I, I mean, I obviously you can't. I'm, I'm painting with really broad strokes, but uh, I love writing or just playing with people that yeah. are, that kind of taught themselves because there's kind of like just this. You you went into it with like the the sense of the unknown yeah. to begin with, and so and you're just kind of following that. Like, who knows what'll happen. You know, who knows what we can do? We're going to find out rather than just applying a set structure of what you already know. Like these progressions work really well together. This, you know, you already have like it late mapped out in your head. 
Um, I don't have that to that degree. I have some music theory, but yeah, I definitely like um, I like the the thought of what what you get creatively naturally from teaching yourself. Yeah, because I've met people who you meet the people that they listen to something on the radio, they can play it, but then you ask somebody else who was more like classically taught, and they need the music right in front of them. Right, but they can play it perfect, but they need that music though. Sure, yeah. So that's exactly how I learned to play guitar. Just lock myself in my room and luckily guitar tabs was a thing yeah dude dude <laughs> there i think it was there was a website called tabit yeah i think it's like tabit. I still oh, use, I it's called like okay. ultimate guitar and i still use it for dude, tabs. Same. and uh i remember i started playing guitar right around green day american idiot album came out and that was like one of the first songs i learned how to play like beginning to end true story first explicit album i ever bought really i remember i remember being in target <laughs> i remember being in target and being like it's going down tonight. Do you, do you remember <laughs> the first album period that you bought? Um, first Ooh, album that I so bought. Fun. Oh, yeah. the same. That's why I want, I want everyone to share. I do remember actually. Um, it was this type of thinking could do us in by a band called Chevelle. Do you yeah, remember the Chevelle. band yeah, Chevelle? Heck yeah, dude. I was a like and still like closeted, but very much so. Eventually still, you're stepping out a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But I was a diehard Chevelle fan for years and years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, till the day I die. Yeah. It's like when Fuse TV was a thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I want to say I bought, um, it was an NSYNC album, for sure. Big fan. For oh, sure. Yeah. Kind of Whatever the name of the album was where they um, sang, I think it was called Pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, whatever that song. Like, Pop. They're oh, exactly. Right there. Yeah, and the music video for it, I was like, oh, this is the life. I'm yes. going to live that life one day. Yeah. I need to get, and I bought the album, and I remember <laughs> I had to ask somebody for it, and I had no shame whatsoever. Like, yeah, I want to buy this. Like, yeah. Do you guys have any more in the back? And Dude, I love brought that. it out. Oh, yeah. that was that was it. Like, that was my album. I don't even remember any other album that I bought. That's one thing I love about you, and like have loved about because for everybody doesn't know this, but I've known Ramon. I don't even know for, how long it is now. Uh, oh yeah, I, I would. Say. I think I was at the Chaffee Zoo when you found out about your brother. Yeah, and you oh, were actually wow. part of the exhibit <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, I'm Harry. I get we're, it. We're in the petting zoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, no but uh, that's one thing i've always really i think that's why i've always been drawn to you um not your brother as much but uh, no one likes him (laughs) but you've always just been like no shame like if you're into it you're into it oh and i dig that (laughs) yeah i dig it took a while to get to that point but it's there now hey i love it so i remember the first cd that i bought i was about eight years old and it was Shaggy's CD with the uh, song Angel. You remember that song? I was thinking right. of a different song by Shaggy. Was that on there? But the reason I bought it, because my sister had that that CD, and we'd be in her car, because I'm significantly younger than her, and uh, we'd always have to skip this one song, oh. huh? <laughs> which yes. everybody knows. Sure enough. And I'm like, if I buy it, I can put it in my Walkman, and I can listen to it. Oh, the Walkman. And Dude. I still didn't know... Like it's still, even yeah. when you listen to it, you didn't I'm get still it. Still kind of banging lost. on the bathroom. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, drums. He's a big drum guy. Cool. I literally didn't know. I'm like, what's so bad about this song? I yeah. <laughs> but that's my first CD that I actually bought. Love I feel it. like if you had older siblings, they played a huge role in your music taste. Oh, 100 percent, Hanson. Because, well, yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, music when music videos were still heavily like a thing. Whoa. Whatever music videos they were watching, you were watching. Oh, yeah. And then subconsciously, yeah. you were into it. Yep. Dude, we, luckily, I feel like we got the last... I remember we, I used to wake up every morning before school and put on MTV. Yeah. Get that, like, watch, top 25 or whatever Watch it was. music videos before I got ready for school, and I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Right. Did you guys watch... Uh, I, this might be a little before all our times, but when Pauly Shore was uh, on MTV, mm-hmm. uh, when he was, like, in his heyday. I think that was, like, late 80s and 90s. Um, like mid nineties, I think they, I think they were still playing it and like replaying it for quite a few years thereafter, but he I was like the remember. big shot. Yeah. 
Probably sure. All, my early memory is Carson Daly. Dude, and then Carson now Daly. seeing him on The Voice, I just, I think, honestly, I think he's a horrendous host. Yeah, yeah no, I think for he's sure. really monotone Wait, what was and boring. The name of that show on MTV? Um, it was uh, T, T, Oh, yeah, THL? THL? No. What would THL even stand for? Something live. It's has TRL. TRL. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It could be right. It's like in the it's, <laughs> it's it right. all-glass building. Like yeah. That, and people and you always up. wanted to go, how can I be an audience member? This yeah. is how this you get great. listeners is because if you get it wrong, they're in the car like, no, it's DRL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dude, damn it. Hey, hey, phone out. Now they're texting while yeah. driving. Slide to the DMs. Let us know that we got it wrong. Yeah. Correct yeah. us. We'll be humble. That's uh, so good. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, actually, I did have something I thought of earlier. I'm telling you, this is going to happen all the time. I'm in. I'm in. Um there's a strong, distinct difference between these two types of singers, I think. Obviously, I'm not an expert. I don't know. There's that boy in elementary school slash middle school, maybe, in Trails into High School. He does show tunes. That's yeah. his voice. He's yeah. designed for show tunes only. Yep. Yeah. How do you decide, you know, that's who you are versus like, okay, no, 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 I'm not a musical guy. I'm, I actually make songs. Yeah. How can you indicate that? Or is that something you decide or you just get thrown into the musical life? Oh, and I man. know you know what voice I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. There's, I, and I feel not like you can impersonate a, it at, like, at any moment. Yeah. Like right not now. for a second was I wondering what you meant. I was <laughs> like, I know exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. Who he's talking about yeah. and who is a very broad, yeah. Um, I'm not trying to make enemies with, with, uh, <laughs> with musical theater people at all. And that's I, not what this is. There's difference. I love yeah. musical theater so much. But for me, and this is like getting into a deeper psychoanalysis, all the people on all the people that I was very f- close friends with that were in musical theater. Yeah. They were all, um, and again, broad strokes, <laughs> but yeah. they all were kind of like running from something in their lives. And so it kind of gave them an opportunity to be something else, be okay. someone else. And so a oh, lot of, like, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so a lot of, I, a lot of the friends that I had that are still doing it, like they went full into, I mean, they were, they're all such, ta- the amount of talent you have to have oh. to, to project that long. Yeah. And, and do that multiple times a week. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes multiple showings a night, you yeah, know, it's, crazy. It's, it's insane. Um, but I, I think that there's just like a deep appreciation that a lot of that musical theater, uh, actors and cast members have for the process, the entire process of like how the, the, the production was made from beginning to end, how it was written, who yeah. wrote it, what their background is. Cause yeah. I mean, every musical theater kid is a, is a musical theater geek. Like they can tell yeah. you everything beginning to end. So I think you get sucked into the culture of it more than the actual, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Like it's, I hear, I hear the voice in my head, but I can't like. Like the Book of Mormon. Have you seen? Yes, it? that's yeah. what I was a musical. I was thinking yeah, of that uh, was every yeah. single male in that musical. Like that's it right there. Yeah, yeah. they've got the voice. That's, yeah, yeah, it's they're kind and of and everything's got the that 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 yeah. that, that, that that that. I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it's, it's the like line. A, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I needed to hear it just to be satisfied. We're good. <laughs> it's resolved. The, the melody's been resolved in your head. Yeah, <laughs> yes. there we go. Yeah, so now the, it was the missing puzzle piece. It's yeah. complete now. Yeah, totally. So who do you draw? Like when you the song that we opened up the show with. Um, that sound, where does that inspiration come from? Do you have like an artist currently that you're like, okay, I really like that sound. I want to go for something like that. Yeah. You know, um, I know that it had a lot of the sound and like the influence that you hear in the production. Um, that's, that was cause I, it was written by me and one of my buddies, Steven, and he produced it too. Um, and you know, I had like my own like little insights of like certain little ideas production wise, but large, like most of the work was done with by him. In fact, majority of it. Um, as far as how it turned out. Yeah. Um, 
Pardon me. You're good. But um, I think I... I think about this a lot, and I and I am always am, tr- am pulling from. You can't help how you were raised, and I was raised with exactly classic classic rock and predominantly jazz, yeah. right? And so, how do you incorporate that? Incorporate that? And you won't those. hear. I don't think any of that in this, but um, in my writing style, as it's progressed, I mean, you, you've got what's going on in, in the radio, and and all I'm pretty much writing is predominantly pop. So when I'm writing for other artists, it's it's all pop music, yeah. You know, usually. Um, and the, the artist that I've really like latched onto for like the last, you know, however many years is, uh, Ryan Tedder from one Republic. Yeah. Mm, so okay. his, he, I mean, he's, I see the similar, or I hear the similarities. Oh, that's from, a huge compliment. Yeah. I appreciate that. But not like, Oh, he's not, trying no, to no, like, no, 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 not at all. No, I totally, like pulling, yeah, but I it's it. also talk about that. The comparison game in the music world. Yeah. Cause you're always hearing music and you're always looking for new stuff to get inspired by. Right. But then you end up like writing a say a melody to a song like wait that sounds exactly like that totally yeah (laughs) that'll happen from time to time where i'm like oh my gosh i love this and i'll keep singing over and over and i'm like oh wait (laughs) you sing it to someone else and they tell you like oh yeah that's that one song (laughs) yeah totally um i think you can't the reality is everybody wants to be original and i totally get that the reality is there's nothing new under the sun right what there's like how many notes is there uh, I should know this, and I know there's 11. like a an infinite number of harmonies and melodies you yeah. can come up with, or, or melodies rather not. But realistically, yeah, there's yeah, I mean, so many sequences that exist. A lot of things start to sound very, very similar for sure. Um, I think that I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I'm okay with um, to a certain degree. I I know enough about who I am as a person that I I know whoever whatever qualities I have as a as a writer or just as a person hopefully will shine through the song and yeah. and plenty of people i mean any band i listen to like if you listen to a maroon five single you know on the right day you could be like oh this reminds me of yeah. this you know um which is totally i think okay i think people should be fine with that um and it because it helps connect dots and then now you're associated in that per, in the listener's mind yeah. with these other artists you know what i mean yeah so i i, I like it i'm i'm okay with it um but I definitely, for sure, I don't think I try to emulate necessarily. I did for a while. When, like you listen to one artist so much, and you start yeah. to sound like them. Yep. Um, and for me, it was Maroon Five. Like I just got so lost in all of their music, and just how Adam Levine has always branded himself, and like yeah. how deliberately, like I mean, if you just go back through their whole career, yeah, he was kind of a nerdier guy, but he knew what he wanted to be. Exactly. You know what I mean? He like he projected it, and he went out and got it, and. Brought to you by uh, St. Laurent <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, YSL. True. And, true. That's or however image. you say yeah. that brand's name. <laughs> YSL, St. Laurent. No, his, he is one that is a very unique sounding voice to where it doesn't sound like everything. Right. right. And so that's kind of what always stands out to them. But that's also something that is always puzzling to me to where the whole established band, there's always, yeah. there's always a front runner. Yeah. And for the longest time, I forget that. Maroon Five isn't just Adam Levine, right? Forget that Green Day yeah. isn't just uh, what's Billy his, Joe Holiday. Yeah, yeah. and that kind of ruined the argument because I didn't know his name. Oh no, you're but um, I mean, I can't think of others right now. Well, but, even like with Maroon Five, you forget because their music has changed so much. Right, it really just sounds like him with some like track playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, he does have his. I think it's his bass player, guitarist with his the long, guitarist, long hair. Jimmy Valentine. That that he you know, he's got his image. So kudos to him for standing out. Yeah, yeah. but. I do know you were in a band at one point. Yeah. So can we just get a quick timeline <laughs> totally. of that working out, what you did, tour life versus, okay, I'm done. Because bands break up all the time. Yeah. And yeah. for a hundred different reasons, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like a real relationship breakup. Other times it's also like a real sure. relationship and you hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, um, 
I guess I, I don't. I've heard plenty of people that have had bands that kind of they portray it differently than the, what the actual reality was. And the reality was is we were all eighteen, and we had we were all very high energy dudes. Yeah. Um, and it was that we just kind of caught a wave. We had, like I said earlier, like we were surrounded by better musicians and and mm-hmm. better people that had been in the game for a while, and they kind of took a liking to us. And so, I think, yeah, I want to say it was um, the summer after senior year of high school uh, is when we all started jamming together. First song we all played together, uh, no rehearsal, anything. Yeah. We played slow dancing in a burning room, hey. jammed through it, and I mean, it was it was pretty clean. Like for a bunch of eighteen year old kids, it. like yeah. it was actually not bad at all. Um, and sorry, I keep like knocking this thing. Oh no, you're good. Um, and so yeah, we 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 jammed for a while, and then we started writing some songs, and we definitely kind of had this uh, this funky kind of. Um, we were we were for sure trying to emulate some of those uh, those higher melodies that you hear on guitar from Maroon Five. That yeah. kind of funk sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, we leaned into that pretty hard. We had a, a song that changed time signatures, which was you know a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and it, 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 but and truthfully, I think um, because the primary it was me and um, my one of my best my best friend Nick. Uh, we were the primary writers, and so I know that my tendency as a writer was always like hooky be hooky from the very beginning and i I, i've tried to like cycle back to like when did i get that in my head like because i i'm you think back to when you're younger like even four years ago you're like oh man i was so not self-aware or whatever you know on anything you know on anything and so you think back that far and i'm like how like how did i even comprehend song structure at age you know whatever it was but we definitely had a good groove so we started playing some local shows and um, and got a good got a good response and we dug it and and we were all very driven and this was before it was kind of just um, everybody no this is let me let me uh, clarify that this is not before everybody was doing like homegrown but it yeah. certainly wasn't uh, to the degree that everybody was doing it now mm-hmm. and there I think there there was a little more feeling of reward for gotcha. doing it um, yeah. even though it's all you do is you call them and ask them if you can get a spot right yeah um, but we were we were younger and so it meant more to us and uh one of my close friends jordan feliz who's who was uh, a part of a band called the current affair at the time yeah i remember them yeah now he's you know one of the most prominent christian artists yeah. you he's know like out there. Chart right now. every time he comes out a new song it's like yeah he's one. yeah he's he's absolutely phenomenal and one of the one of the greatest guys you could ever ever yeah. hope to meet um but he uh, came in and actually helped produce our first single um, that we did, which was called "I Hope to Remember," which is actually not a bad song. When I went back and listened to it for the first time in like five years, is that one with a music video on there? Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. gonna have we to can find, find it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's, for, it's not out for there. Sh- it's for sure on there. Oh yeah, it's, we'll it's have to there. throw that over something. And we'll find it somewhere. Yeah, it's, we'll it's a decent little website. ballad. It, yeah. I, I'm he not walks out it. in the beginning. It's pretty like you, you get lost in the moment. Yeah, it's a classic, classic story told time and time and time again. But. We got to meet Jordan, um, and he produced the song for us. And then he and I got a lot closer as friends, and um, he kind of took me under his wing as a as a writer because he was just right in the middle of, I mean, just the gr- the grind yeah. as an artist, right? I mean, he had sold 120,000 units out of the back of his van, which at, at that time at was, that time was, yeah. huge. was unheard of, right? I mean, especially now when you consider, like, what Rihanna sold in, like, certain parts of Europe, and you're like, wow. Like, yeah. as far as physical units go, you're like, that's really kind of crazy how low. You know, it is because people just aren't buying them as much anymore. And so we started playing shows with them, um, with Jordan's band. And uh, he took us out on a little leg of I I really wouldn't even call it tour. I would just call it a little run that we did. Uh, We went um, most of California and then we went to Arizona and then we went to Vegas. Yeah. Um, And that was a really fun time. It was we got to 
really kind of have, have the veil pulled back from our eyes and really see what the reality of, of that kind of life is and how hard it is. And, uh, some of us fared better than others. You know, yeah. uh, I, I pretty much wherever, if, if there's a place for me to lay my head, man, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. It takes yeah. a special type of human though. I agree with you. Yeah. And so, um, it, it definitely kind of poked and prodded at some, some things in, in us, but, uh, after that, I, there was definitely some some bitterness and bickering that was going on, and I'll admit that most of it was coming from me. Uh, the drummer and I really didn't get along. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was there was always a point of contention um, and and anger for some reason. But um, they he ended up going to Berkeley School of Music, um, and then Josh, our bass player, uh, ended up going down south. And Josh is doing really well now uh, as well. Um, he's down in uh, I think Venice, California, okay. and then Nick. And I kind of stuck around and wanted to see if we could keep hammering things out because we, we really liked the momentum we had and we didn't want to just kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, argument could also be made that we didn't have anything to let it go for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But, um, so yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was really best. One of the best memories to me is, um, that song I was talking about earlier is there was at the very end, there's kind of this like melody part that just keeps going over and over. Um, and I'll never forget, I think there's a video of it somewhere, but uh, I, we kind of go through that last part of the song, and then I kind of turn around because I'm like, song's done. And then, you know, whatever it was, like three, 400 people in the crowd kept singing, and like they knew all the words to it. Dang. And for me, I was just like, that is like done. Like, I'm done. I'm going for that for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. people singing your songs, no way. Yeah. It's like you write this, and like, whether it's, you know, in your own like personal room and you go out there yeah, and you it's have weird. these four or 500 people that can relate, which is why they're singing along. Yes. Yeah. I mean, anytime you encounter that video, cause it happens for, I think that's a heavy moment for a lot of artists. Yeah. But when you see that on video, you see it on their face. It's yeah. the most genuine you'll ever see a famous person. Totally. Look. You saw the Mumford and Sons one where, yes. uh, dude, how great yeah. is that? Yeah. That's everyone. Ha- I think I've seen Adele's where, mm-hmm. and it's kind of turned into a meme at this point. I saw, right. I've seen so many videos now. Or there's inanimate objects that are the audience. Oh, totally. I think yeah. it's hilarious. But the internet no, is undefeated. It's the always. <laughs> it's always the most raw moment I think you'll ever see out of an artist. Yeah, yeah. But I think because of those shows, I remember... Well, I think I first met you because of that time period in your life when you are in that band because mm-hmm. you started getting a heavy amount of Twitter followers because of it. Yeah, that was a, that was a short-lived and moment. And we, we literally... <laughs> that's how we met over Twitter okay. because we always just pop up on each other's timelines. Yeah. yeah and then it. finally, he, I was at like a high school graduation somewhere just because one of my friends was graduating and he just came up and introduced himself and like that was it. But it was purely off of Twitter. Yeah. It's how we, yeah. like, we talked on Twitter only at first. I, then, he, dude, I mean... Anybody that knows Ramon, I mean, he's at no like loss for hilarious content at any given <laughs> Dude, moment of the day. Always. So that was like, I like funny people. <laughs> so as soon yeah. as I'm like, this guy's got to be in Twi- my life. Twitter was fun. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> How did you still, I don't have the time to sit down and just like put all my random thoughts on my phone now. Yeah, but yeah, that was fun. No, I, we would go back and forth all the time on just random funny stuff and feed off each other. So that was early times. But that that just reminded me because. Of that was for the band days, mm-hmm. and it's funny I didn't realize you and the drummer had a feud because I kind of met you guys around the same period yeah, of time, but yeah. I had no idea. And he honestly, he and I really kind of started it together. Like it was really me and him. Um, and I, he's a he's a great guy. Um, it, we it was just an awkward time for us to be existing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's well, an awkward like, age for anybody. Yeah, let alone he, to be doing something like that. Yeah. yeah, and I'll go on record as just saying he's awesome. He's he's highly accomplished, 
in his in his own career right now, and he's he's doing great. We're yeah. gonna leave this part out just so you know, because we love. Yeah, no, no, cut it out, so. <laughs> cut it out for sure. We'll this probably is for like you guys. leap over and drop a couple f bombs yeah, out totally. of your mouth. No, um, he was he's kind of worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Good soundbite. We're gonna throw that uh, one in for sure. Um, no, but yeah, it was it was a it was a fun time. I, I really really loved for what it was and what it meant to us at such a young age. Um, we couldn't have done it any differently. I think there was just enough. Um, really cool moments to have as like 17 and 18 year olds. Yeah. Um, at that time, I mean, now, now it's certainly more common. What we had, what the, what little taste of success we had as a band then is certainly more common now, yeah. um, to have, uh, but it meant a lot. It, it definitely was. I'm sure it shaped you guys too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you looking to tour, do any shows now that you're like a solo artist? Um, primarily what I, what I've been doing is I guess the vision, um, and this will be the first time I've uh, expressed it. What's your I vision guess, board look like? Publicly. But, uh, <laughs> wait, what did you say? I said, what's your vision board look like? Yeah, Let's no, I mean, the picture. you got to have one. Re- like, in all honesty, it's, um, but I, I definitely, this, I would say if I had to list my strengths, songwriting is like right at the very top. Gotcha. Um, 100, 100, without any, any doubt. And so I've definitely been leaning into that strength. Okay. Um, I'm always constantly writing with with different people or trying to write with other artists, trying to network. Um, it's hard to convey because uh, you. I mean, you guys can tell that I'm I'm more kind of happy and go lucky kind of guy. Yeah. Um, it's hard to communicate that over social media. Yes. And so trying to create, I guess, uh, relationships out of nowhere and out of nothing with yeah. somebody who can't see you face to face is very difficult. Uh, trying to communicate like who you are without being coming across too strong uh, or whatever. But uh, I've had I've had success with it um, in a lot of ways, but plenty of rejections. Yeah. Plenty, of, yeah. Rejection is no. I'm, I'm no. But now you don't have to go out on the road to make a hit. You put right. it online and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a different time. It's certainly a scary time to be in in a certain sense to be alive in this music. We'll do with SoundCloud and just all these different. Yo, peep my SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> Link below. Yeah. Well, just as easily as you can get noticed, you can slip through the cracks. Yep, 100. percent um, it was, I've definitely focused more, um, on the writing aspect. I, performing is my favorite thing. Gotcha. Far and away. I love performing and it, it flows very natural for me, uh, naturally rather. Um, and being on stage is just comfortable. I, I, I kind of slip into this, uh, other persona of myself, I think. Um, there's a different energy. Yeah. Like- yeah, for sure. And you can, and, and you can kind of see with different people and I don't mean this to like, Say some people are lesser others, but I mean, like Adele, for example, she kind of she's got so much power that she can afford to just stand oh, yeah. on the stage the whole time, and everyone's going to be tuned tuned right in, you know. But Mick Jagger, on the other hand, that yeah. dude's got to pace up and down. Yeah, and I, I'm more on the eccentric side of a okay. performance where you know I'm I'm giving you a show for okay. sure. It's not yeah. just the music; you're 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 being aesthetically entertained as well. <laughs> uh, but the, the the primary focus to answer your question has been. Um, kind of been talking through some different varying uh, publishing deals, uh, which my whole goal is right now to um, just be a writer for, you know, any, uh, there's a couple different labels that I've been talking to and uh, have been for, I mean, that's just the story of anybody you talk yeah. to is that there's always some conversation that's going on, but yeah. primarily to be an in-house writer, right? So gotcha. I can just get in these sessions and write for these other artists. But um, with that, using those relationships as a pipeline to kind of bolster your own solo is career. Is that hard? Like, Oh, it's be like, yeah, uh, or not like hard in the sense that like, okay, I'm a performer, but now I sort of have to take the back seat. Yeah, I mean, which you still yes. get credit for the song, but right. you're not the one 
you know? Yeah. Because, like, if you think of all the guys, so one, like, country music story comes up, but, like, uh, Lee Bryce, who's now big, wrote a lot of songs for yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah, Which totally. is sort of what made him who he is now. Totally. For all you country listeners Yeah, no, there. great, great, great <laughs> pull. That's a great one. I was going to say Chris Stapleton, too, is is somebody that was always writing for other people. Yeah. And when he finally got to his me, recognition. that has to be hard. Like, and I understand, like, you have to be humble, but at a certain degree, you're like, dude, I wish that was me singing that song. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's been, it, you You either grow a lot. in yeah. uh, inter- you're, You personally are, are either going to grow a ton or you're yeah. going to, you know, have some real interpersonal issues yeah um and i definitely had them for a while where uh i was like i i want that opportunity i want that chance and now nothing excites me more than seeing somebody else get it especially if it's somebody close to me i don't care if they've been doing it for three months and i've been doing it for 10 years you know it's it's awesome to see somebody get what they deserve because paying your dues in my mind that looks different for everybody somebody else's dues being paid a certain way is going to be totally different than my dues being paid another way you know I, i can't I can't hold them to the same standard that I'm holding myself or say, oh, they didn't do this or they haven't experienced this kind of loss or been taken advantage of this way. You know, it's, it's all 7 billion people in the world. It's all going to be a different experience. And so you're better off and you feel better. And I'm also kind of counseling myself. No, but it's, it's the truth. You feel better about yourself when you want other people to succeed, you know, dude. And that applies obviously not just to music, but anything. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever job you're at. Well, I mean, yeah. even this, we can't hate other podcasts. Yeah. We got to embrace the other podcasts. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> community. I think to me, the, the, I wish that um, in the songwriter community, I wish there was a stronger community of people because there's, there's, there's so much, um, and I understand there's so much ego in it because yeah. you're, most artists and most writers feel like they have to be on the defense all the time, yeah. right? As far as how people are perceiving them, how they're talking to them, um, what they want from them. Uh, I get that. But I think, as I've, you know, we all listen to podcasts and it's just like one of the, I think the, it's the Gutenberg press, like for the 21st century yeah. is podcasting, yeah. right? People are getting back all this empty time of their lives where, you know, instead of washing dishes with nothing and they get to listen to this yeah. kind of stuff and get actual information. Right. Um, but That's with that being perspective, I like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wash dishes right now. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. But driving. I think mean, you yeah, driving to work, like <laughs> instead of just, you know, listening to music, which is totally great. But I'll even be honest, like I'm, I'm obviously always listening to music, but I'm, I love listening to long form podcasts too, because I feel like I'm actually getting something yeah. I can apply. Um, but back to the original point, which is that I, I wish the songwriting community as a whole across all spectrums, like high and low, where it was so much tighter knit and so yeah. much more for each other. Um, because you see it in the stand-up comedy world. Yeah. They're all for each other. Yeah. There's, there's not this no, competition. Super supportive. Yeah, yeah and, and really the second, I, I wish all songwriters would stop looking at it as a, as a competition and look at it as, dude, we, we all want the same thing and there's a lot of room at the t- nobody said that there's a cap like for how many people can be successful like it's not you know, just one seat up there no and it's, it's like a whole dude, auditorium 100 percent. and so i i want that community i'm i'm constantly wanting to to either be taken into or take somebody into a community where they yeah. can feel um appreciated and feel like there's like i'm not trying to get something from them you know totally i, I think that the that songwriting community needs more of that Hopefully someone's listening. I can just go spread the word for you. <laughs> the good word. Yeah, yeah. Um, something we're curious about. How does iTunes work? One, getting your stuff out there. Yeah. Because all- obviously Preston did the work on putting a podcast, an episode out there, getting your episodes out there. But I feel like iTunes is probably a different story in the and process of that works. Yeah. But also, how do you get paid on iTunes? 
so first answer to the first question is anybody can get anything on iTunes. Okay. Um, See, that's what I thought, because it wasn't really that hard to get this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you can pay. I mean, there's, you know, God knows how many different distribution companies that'll just, like, put it on for you, and mm-hmm. they've got own, their own little package deals where they're, hey, we'll get in front of a, oh, a bunch you, of people you got for algorithms. you. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Do you? You guys got a great track record. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty easy. You usually pay, like, a $10 fee or something. Um, I know we did hands through a distro kit or, or something. Um and they'll give you whatever to me, the, whichever one gives you the best analytics of gotcha. where the listeners are. That's, I mean, I guess all that matters. But it's a very simple process. Okay. Um, you could use like one like TuneCore. A lot of people use TuneCore, be, uh, TuneCore because um, they show you right there like what money you've made. Um, they have a pretty quick turnaround time for as far as like updating your sales reports gotcha. and stuff. Um, so I'm like, you know, one month I'm like, oh, it's $10. Next month I'm like, oh, it's. Four dollars. I, I owe money. <laughs> Why do I owe money? That's a joke for how much money you make in the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, do you get like paid per play? Um, Especially with like app like Apple Music now, and now it's all subscription. Like nobody has to buy a song. Yeah. Anymore. Right. The streaming. Um, the streaming thing kind of sucks in a whole way. I mean, until you get over like a couple million yeah. streams, it, it really doesn't mean jack gotcha. you know um ultimately so it, it's cool for, like numbers wise to be like oh i've you know got 30 or forty thousand or whatever it is yeah that's cool but you're you've made nothing for it gotcha. you know realistically um and yeah nobody's buying music anymore and uh, I, I see sometimes on people's like people that are hardcore like fans of bands yeah telling people hey just buy it because even though even if you won't play the cd buy it and i'm like i don't really that's kind of disingenuous. I mean, yeah. I get the heart behind it yeah. is just to support them, but it's it's that's not a uh, a long term solution. Yeah. You know, CDs are going to be on their way out, I'm sure, and or maybe not. I could be totally wrong. Well, it's but. weird because we've talked about this before, but like vinyls are popping up everywhere. Oh yeah, there was a stat I can't remember what it was, but it had to do with the fact that vinyls. Did you tell me that? Yeah. Well, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and he had the lead singer of Metallica on. And they were talking about vinyl, and like, it was last year. They can't support the amount of uh, demand there is. They, they don't have enough people. Vinyl outsold digital music, but it's just because when you buy vinyl, it's like 15, 20 bucks, depending on which one right. or whatever. And yeah. people do like special edition ones. So yep. they outsold in dollars. Yeah. I think people overestimate how much work people are willing to do for quality. Yeah. And so now we've got everything that's just, uh, you know lickety split but with vinyl you just have to take so much extra time there's an amount of care that has to be go into it you, yeah you're getting such a, a higher quality sound oh it's yeah. definitely noticeably different for anybody you don't have to right. have a musical ear exactly yeah you can just you're like oh that's a whole new yeah, what is sonic this? wave that just entered my ears <laughs> for the first time <laughs> i'm gonna sit down yeah exactly um so i think there's there's a market for that that i think will keep going i think cds are, are gonna, cds are gonna come back Oh, dude. Yeah. You get the disc changer in the cars again. You like records? (laughs) I got something worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. It's going to go through the, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the evolution of, uh, here's like the tape cassette. A A track won't come back. I think we've lost that one forever. Yeah. I think tapes, I think tapes, there's, there's something about them, like just in in the actual build of them that I think people will kind of latch on to. I've, I've still seen artists that are still making tapes as like stuff that they'll give out at shows. I mean, the mixtape, I, the whole phrase of, oh, have you listened to my mixtape? Yeah. Or making someone a mixtape? Yeah. Um, also my least favorite word in the dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Mixtape. I hate, I hate that word. Certain thoughts that come to your mind when you hear it. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time going to San Francisco, walking down the street and there was a guy handing out CDs and I was like, Oh cool. Yeah, I'm in. I grab it. And he's like $10. I'm like, 
wait, but see ya. Why are you giving me if Bye. you're gonna what? And so I after that, anytime I go to the bay and someone's doing that, it's like no, 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 go this way, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, um, no, you have no way to show me how good this is about me buying it. See ya. <laughs> or even there are ones see that ya. have the headphones. Hey, put these on. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how about don't touch me? Yeah. 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 Who had those headphones yeah. first? Yeah. You're not wearing shoes. I'm sorry. Yeah, like. it kind of turns me <laughs> off. So if we were to turn on your, your phone or whatever, who are you listening to right now? Um, that's a good question, actually. Let me see, because uh, I can tell you, because I was listening to something in the car. Um, a lot of people have guilty pleasure listens. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, pretty much everything I'm listening to is all guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, let me see. Uh Africa by Toto. Oh yes, yeah. that's awesome. That yeah, was, that was right. I mean, hey, back, what are you gonna do? I love I love okay, Toto. Toto's great. I've been really into George Ezra lately. I don't know why. It's oh like, yeah, like, yeah, he has for a sure. Tone and he mm-hmm. actually doesn't look like what you'd think he'd look like. I remember like the first time I saw him, like oh, I was listening to and I hopped on the Laney train. I saw them oh, live. You were, you were on the Laney train for a bit there, yeah. But I saw them before they like huge. They oh, how do you? How do you feel about that sentence? Do you know what I'm talking about? The whole, I mean, I it's was kind on of the, before it was the origin of hipster. Really revolves around the sentence of like, oh, I was at their first show. Yeah, I was no, the only one in the but audience. But I was. <laughs> it's just people. people. I'm, not, I'm not doubting it. I'm just no, it's joking. Been said a lot. There was like it was a John Mayer concert. There's like, oh, okay, I got you. I feel like he, other he's there. the type of person though who I, I mean, I've known him for all of like half an hour. Yeah. And but it's I, been a I beautiful would, thirty minutes. It has. It's been great. Um, but he's the kind of there's certain people who can get away with saying like. I, oh yeah, I was listening to that before, like before all this happened, and you know it's actually genuine. Uh-huh. Dude, everybody wants to feel important, though. On the other side, it's just I get it, I understand that feeling where like you kind of hold it closely, yeah. and you're like, oh, I really like I I love this band not because they were big, but because of their actual music and, and bandwagoners. I get it, but it's like, hey man, don't say it, you know, like <laughs> don't say it. We'll Nobody, and let me just tell you, as somebody who's listening to you say it, don't say it. That's like just well, stop. A, the whole people are like, well, you know, I. I don't like them anymore. They got too mainstream. Yeah. They're, they're they stop being as, as experimental and honest. I'm just like, give <laughs> no. me a break, dog. Like, Their sound did not change that drastically yeah. once they started getting larger audiences. No, yeah. it's And some people will say that artists like sell out, right? Oh, I hate that too. This is the only thing that counts as a sellout. And let me just tell everybody. Okay. You Sarah. only sell out if you do something you said you never would. Okay. I don't care what that is. Whatever it is, you only sell out once you do something that you were like, I'll never do that. Know who did say that? And my wife tells me all the time, she's like, I went to a Taylor Swift concert when I was 14, and she said she would never straighten her hair. Really? Sell out. Remember when she there was like is. a country singer and it'd always be like. <laughs> it was always weird, yeah. curly. Yeah. Yeah. Now look at her. I just watched her freaking who she is anymore. thing on Netflix. Yeah. She doesn't even do country anymore. <laughs> don't even know who she is anymore. She doesn't even know who I am anymore. Freaking she, sell out. Oh, dude. Probably, one of the songs is about you. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. I knew it. I, I don't understand how anyone can get a relationship with her. Knowing that, I know, like knowing track that record, no matter what, like, yeah. there's going to be a song about you. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's kind of just a no-brainer. Yeah, <laughs> it's point, a given. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's a contract uh, at this point when you do enter. Oh, oh NDAs por dias. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you want to break days. that acronym down for me? I didn't hear what that was. Por dias? I think it means for days in oh, Spanish. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Wow. If, if, Ooh, there might oh be somebody God. out there who speaks Spanish. Bilingual? Like, mm, wrong context. I this could be guy. We'll put subtitles on the video. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know, we don't por want anyone to not understand. Tu, 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 tu. And that's if you're in an accident and you need a lawyer. Accidente? Tu, 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 tu. <laughs> You'll find that on a billboard often. <laughs> on the 99, I think they have it. Yeah, yeah, driving to LA. Just like stern look on his face. <laughs> Do you know how many times you've driven to LA? Uh, oh man, that great Can you drive, dude. Oh, what over 
500 for sure. Yeah. I mean, I threw multiple cars and yeah, it's, 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 it's a nightmare. Uh, I like to drive there. I hate to drive back. Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Well, because yeah. the fun part is the beginning part. Yeah. Once I'm you a- get down the grapevine and you see that thick layer of smog, you're like, I can't wait to breathe that. <laughs> yep. Ooh, <laughs> man. Like, Fuck my life. And <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, it's what you hear, right? Yeah, it's nuts. Um, has there ever been a point and through this whole, I don't want to call it as a career because a career I feel like is going to have a, a soon ending or it has ended already, where you were questioning if you wanted to continue to try and pursue this dream. Like a low point. Yeah, I can think of one time. It was, um, I'm not going to drop names on it, not that they would ever hear this, and I'm, but um, they're, and the reason I say that is because they're uh, in Nashville doing their own thing. But, oh, your point, um, I thought they were going to sit in the house. I'm like, fuck that. Oh, yeah, the only one's like, here. Where? Damn it, Olivia. <laughs> um, when I was, uh, I think I was 17, um, these guys got interested in, uh, who were producers from Nashville, and they were friends with, uh, friends of friends. And I knew, one of them was in a band that I loved growing gotcha. up. And I mean, it was no small deal. I mean, they were going to doing arenas and stuff and I loved their music. Um, and so they showed interest in me and kind of shot me a couple emails. They're like, Hey, you got to come out and like, let's write and let's, you know, we want to help you kind of build up your stuff. When and, was this? Oh, three. I think it'll be nine years pretty okay. soon. Yeah. I think if I'm doing the math correctly okay. on my hands okay. <laughs> <laughs> without looking at my hands, so that's what I do math. Um, I, I think it was oh, about nine years ago. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, they showed interest in me. And, um, so I flew out lickety split and, uh, went to go visit with them. And when I got there prior to, um, when I say lickety split, I mean like once they offered for me to come out there beforehand, it was just us shooting emails back and forth. And then they were asking me, Hey, like send us every song idea you have. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I was sending these guys like, five, six ideas a day that I was just fleshing out as fast as I could and, and really taking time. And I mean, that was probably the most arduous like part of my life that I can think back to because I would send it to them. And I mean, man, they would just get ripped apart. Gotcha. And a lot of them very rightfully so. Mm. But it, it did get to a point where, um, you know, my dad had a saying where he said, you got to mix in some sugar with the vinegar. Um, unless you don't, unless, you know, somebody's not deserving of it. But, um, even then you kind of, you don't want to be a monster. Um, but I would send these, these, all these ideas to him back and forth and, and, you know, they would kind of tear them apart and tell me they're like, it needs to get to the hook faster. You know, you're any, any number of reasons. Um, and that really, after so long of that, you kind of just start to wonder, am I like just a garbage songwriter? Cause yeah. man, this is really, really, really rough. You can only take so much as a human. Yeah. No, I mean, realistically yeah. I mean, with that, in that scenario. And so I was trying to just take the criticism. And I, I think that within people that I, that I trust, I can take criticism a hundred percent. I think you should only give criticism to people that you're in, you're in relationship with yeah. or in fellowship with or community, whatever word. Um, otherwise it's kind of like, well, I don't know that I really want you to tell me, even if it's accurate, I don't know you. Exactly. You, know what so I mean? you don't know where it's coming from, what context. Yeah. And let's yeah. not pretend that this is just like an easy thing. Like, you know, at the end of the day, these people are artists and they are pouring a, a part, a portion of themselves out into it. Regardless of you know how fast I can disconnect from it, which now if you know if I wrote a song and showed it to you and I asked you sincerely what you thought and you're like, eh, you know, yeah, boom, I'm emotionally disconnected from that gotcha. song. You know what I mean? But after a while, it was just so rough with that with those guys, and then I fly out to go see them, and they kind of bailed on me. Um, and uh, some other friends that were out there really made it up for me and and got me a couple songwriting sessions with some powerhouse writers. Um, one of them wrote a song for Steven Tyler. His, when he started doing his own uh, his own single yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, she's just a, an absolutely stunner writer. Um, and so she, I ended up writing with her and I was showing her some of the ideas that, uh, and my confidence was at an all time low, but I was showing her some of the ideas that I'd had and man, instantly she was just like, Oh my gosh, some of, you know, some of these are, are really, really great. Yeah. And so, you know, now I'm combating those two different things in my head. I'm like, Oh gosh. But, uh, then she and I wrote a song together and I mean, she paid me one of the highest compliments that I'll, um, I've ever received to this day that I can, it actually kind of carries me through to this day, what she told me. And, um, so that was, that was really good. But, uh, I think to your, to answer your question, I think yeah. if this is, if this is a good answer to it, but, um, yeah, it was really, uh, that was, that was a low point for me because even coming back after that trip to Nashville, my spirits were so crushed still because I felt like everything kind of fell apart and, um, which is fine. I'm, I'm able to kind of go with the flow, but it fell apart relationally, which is mm-hmm. more difficult to deal with, especially when you're 17, 18. And yeah. no matter how emotionally savvy you are, it's, it's a, it's a blow. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the low point where I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, but you kind of pick yourself up from your bootstraps or you don't, but that's um, a defining moment. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was a hard one, but it, it definitely made me a better writer for yeah. sure. I, I look back at that and I'm like, that's where I was like, I was forged in those, like gotcha. those months for sure. How often do you relate back to like real life experiences when writing or do you have to like put yourself in a place where you just imagine something's happening or you use other people's scenarios? Yeah. There's times where, um, either something will happen in, in my life and then you go write about it yeah. and it just flows poetically and it's great. It's yeah. awesome. Right. Um, other times, especially in co-writes, we're kind of going off of a feeling and when I'm writing with, pardon me, the black coffee was great. That's, <laughs> that's coming back up. Um, when I'm writing with other artists, I love to just kind of establish this um, emotional connection that, that's kind of like, hey, this is safe. And like, I'm not trying to like, back to what I was saying earlier. I'm not trying to use you like, yeah, I want us to, to give our best here and I want it to be safe and I want you to feel safe and like feel like this is going to be a good fit. Um, and out of that, we'll kind of just talk about what's going on in life and gotcha. say like, hey, what's something, you know, even if they just came in and said, I want to write a power ballad, like, all right, I want to go 80s throwback. That's like, hey, let's harness that. And, you yeah. know, uh, so sometimes I guess um, you're not pulling, you're pulling just from what you've known in life, not necessarily what you're feeling. I get for me, gotcha. I mean, that's, that's kind of what my experience has been. I just know there's so many different formulas. That totally. It's like, you pick the name of the song first. And then, yeah, yeah, I've read yeah. a bunch of crazy articles. Yeah, I, any anybody that says like that, there's a certain way. The I'm formula. kind of like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good formulas you can go by for sure. Yeah. Um, there's like some exercise. I, I like to think of just exercises. Like there's um, one that I'll do pretty consistently, which is before the songwriting session, I'll set a timer for 20 minutes, and within that 20 minutes, we try to write a song beginning to end. Mm. And once that 20 minutes is up, we got to drop it. Yeah. Like, and so depending on how good that song is, I mean, it's going to invoke like either frustration that yeah. you, you're not able to finish that right now. Yeah. And then, you know, it, there's a lot of different outcomes you can get with that, but I found that's a good, there was a time in my life where I thought that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. Do music. Yeah. You know, have that big old dream. And there'd be times when I locked myself in my room and sometimes a song would come out in like 15 minutes. Totally. You have it. But then when you're like, okay, I'm going to go write a song. You intentionally sit down piece of paper, like nothing. Nope. Yeah. And yep. I hate it. Yeah. It's yourself. It's like, I hate me right yeah. now. <laughs> I hate me. It turns quickly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes backwards pretty quickly. It's just as fast as it can turn forward. Three times faster can it turn you back. you be mentally, yeah. mentally strong for this mm-hmm. then. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we did visit like the low point, but I mean, to bounce back, it seems like back to back, you had a low point of your career versus 
something you consistently draw from for positivity, yeah. that compliment. Do you have a, besides that moment where the crowd started singing word for word the song, a proud moment that you, a high point where you consistently draw from? That's kind of your motivation on the regular. Um, well, not to dive into uh, love languages, but, <laughs> but uh, we're going. But one of mine is words of affirmation. And so um, always like it, the, the, the commentary, the, the sincere commentary I'll get back from writers that I'll be with um, carries me through everything. Um, so, and it's usually because it's really well thought out on their end. And, and I'm, I'm uh, very much about emotional EQ and about kind of just reading people and figuring out what, you know, how to interact. What do they need? Um, and so I like to hear their, just their sincere thoughts after yeah. a session. So, I mean, I've, um, not to pat myself on the back, but I, you know, I've had an artist recently that said, you know, this was one of the best songwriting experiences I've ever had. And to me, I'm like, I know how bad they can be. So that means yeah. a ton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that kind of stuff is to me, I'm like, well, great. That's exactly what I wanted for you. I wanted you to have something that you can draw on forever, you know, if need be. Yeah. So beginning of the episode, we had your song Hands, right? Yes. Is there one a new one coming out soon? Um, there's a few that are in the works. Yeah, gotcha. there's there's a couple. Um, one of them's a uh, one of my buddies has a, kind of this little um, EDM duo, uh, and it's actually they actually make really 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 great music. Um, there's it, it's just kind of staggering how many people are doing stuff behind the scenes that oh, nobody yeah. knows about, right? Um, but so anyway, they they've got their connections and they're kind of getting ready to do their thing. And so there's a song that I had written with him that I'll be featured on. Um, and then there's about four, four or five different songs that we're trying to just finish up cool. um, and do. So yeah. a lot of the stuff is, I think centered around pop, do you, but I've heard you sing acoustically before. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the acoustic approach. Do you feel like you're going to ever put out something of that nature? Cause everything I've heard that I've seen that you have out is generally pop. Yeah. And I, I do have that like one acoustic song that I have, um, fire that, that was the style that I really got started in. And so it's, it's, it's interesting for me because I know everybody loves that sound from me. Mm -hmm. They like hearing the singer songwriter because I can, I can intricately play, I guess to some degree I can intricately play while singing. But to me, it just does, it's a mismatch of my personality versus the music because my personality does not want to be in a coffee shop sitting with the guitar. Like I just don't. Um, And so when I hear my, you know, whomever say, oh, that's your wheelhouse. Like, those are where you write, you know, your best songs. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want that. Like, and so I, 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 I will write that for Pete, for people. I don't want those songs anymore. Like, I don't want, I mean, if, it's cool if like you can make the, uh, like that John Legend and uh, Megan Trainor song, like I'm going to lose yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love uh, those types of songs kind of reinvigorate you to write, write better acoustic songs. But mine have always been so folky and sad that I kind of just bum myself out, and I'm like, and that's not what you want. Yeah, yeah and, I, <laughs> and I, I'm like, and that's not even me. And I'm like, I think I just was good at a young age of identifying how I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad boy, yeah. <laughs> which I, I really wasn't, but I, I had a lot of you know the typical. <laughs> I just picture you with the the emo bangs, dude. Yeah. And I, I, I really your guitars down here and one eyes covered, just, and you just. It was a time period. Your eyes, like that one. Yeah, I can't live. I can't breathe. Oh, you got an eighty-two impression. Right there. Uh, no, that's just who he is. It's uh, not an impression. Oh, okay. yeah. oh god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Um, yeah, Jeez. I just wasn't. I. I. That definitely comes naturally to me, and I just say that with kind of like a twinge because I don't love writing that type of music. Okay. Um, unless, like, again, unless it's for someone else. But if it's, I'm like trying to pump out an idea, and that's what's coming out. I'm like, that sucks because I don't want to write this. You know. Yeah. But that's also a, a conflict I have to get over in my own brain. Yeah, that's part of the business. 
Well, as we wrap things up, um, Connor, thanks for coming on. Dude. Thank you so much. One, for share me. your Instagram, and it, just as we're ending, I share the story of the one you just had to part ways with. Yeah, I'm that correct. was a that was a, a funeral. That was a death. That was a. So he was one of the guys, and we've had a social media guy on here before, um, who jumps on the early opportunity to get yeah. names yeah. on social media sites. Connor was lucky enough to score Connor. Yeah, and it was Damn. just Connor, right? Yep, it was. And you had a lot of people approaching you, thinking you're Connor McGregor, right? Oh man, I had every every <laughs> any sort of any, famous any, Connor. They were anything coming to, you. to do with the name Connor. I was either tagged in it or I was getting messages about it. I mean, and it was fun for a while because you kind of yeah. jump into other people's conversations because they'll tag you in it. And I'm like, okay, you did not proofread at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to come in and just join this conversation like I'm a part of it. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I did. I did have the username Connor and. Uh, it was it was taken from my hands um, mercilessly and quickly. Was that, a song was about that it Instagram? Soon. Yeah, it was Instagram. Which, honestly, truthfully, I'm not that bummed about it. Mm. Um, I was initially, and I had to make a really split second decision to just be like perspective. You know what I mean? I, I got to <laughs> yeah. have some perspective here. And this is my handle. Life okay. goes on. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And so now my my Instagram name is just uh, the name is Connor, okay. and it's spelled just how Connor McGregor's name is spelled. So okay. the name is Connor. Yeah. And you can get the music and any platform essentially. Yeah, right? yeah. You can get hands on uh, on all major platforms. I do have a, an acoustic single from last year um, for uh, those rainy day vibes, which I know everybody's into right now. Hell yeah, rainy day vibes. Coffee man. shop AF. Coffee shop AF, dog. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find that one's called Fire. Um, and yeah, feel free to. I, I on social media, I really like to interact with with just anybody because cool. I know that that kind of. Uh, that fear of like, oh, I want to talk to somebody. Like somebody seems like they'd be fun to talk to. Uh-huh. I'm always the one that like wants to initiate those okay. those conversations. So anybody that wants to talk or like or connect, I'm all about it. Not in a creepy way either. And I mean <laughs> oh, that. Well, I mind, mean dude. that. Not never in a mind. creepy way. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> cool. And just the closing remarks. I think any advice for a someone who might be struggling or up and coming in this sort of business? Um, give up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. First. No, I mean, you just, uh, it, it's, it doesn't, unless you just strike it big, you're, you're constantly bad. What I would say, reject the starving artist persona. Um, I never wanted that starving artist persona where people kind of like, you're really talented, but people feel bad for you. So there's kind of like this pity factor. I'm like, to hell with that. Like, no way. So I would say reject that as much as you can. Exude yeah. confidence. Be the person you want to be. Just live it. Be you because you're great at it. Nobody can be you. Awesome. That's all we needed. Yeah, so I think we're going to end the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say something else, but um, I think we're just going to play out your song so people can listen awesome. to it. Um, and if you guys haven't yet, we would love if you guys uh, gave us five stars if you liked it. And if you didn't, just don't leave a review then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the no, words, right no words, no words. But um, thank you guys for listening, and thank you again, Connor, for coming Dude, on. thank you guys so much for having me. It's educational more than anything. You guys yeah. are rad. And don't forget, people, just be nice to one another. We yeah. love you. Hit them with the Preston. Always say it's so hard to go Why can't you just take a minute Since you always say it's so hard to go Cause I try